Welcome to the family and the Tom Bernard Podcast with Cutmaster Ruff, W. Basham, M.D. Squirrel Saver, Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brandt Bernard. I assume we're going to find out what Squirrel Saver <laughs> means in the show. We'll find out. If you want to know, I'll tell you. Tom Bernard here as well. Of course, we got Tim Lammers and Kristen Bird on the show today. Nice. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the walls of world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finish number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J.Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. So, everything's good. God, the sure is beautiful out. Oh, I know. I love this weather. 68 so, and sunny. So fortunate. So fortunate. Mm-hmm. So pleasant. Hope it's pleasant all over the United States and the world for everybody. Ooh, Indeed. Mr. Optimism. Yeah. Uh, well, let's see. In the southern hemisphere right now, it's spring, right? Because yeah. it's fall here. Uh, well, it's functionally fall here. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. So, yeah, it's spring. Yeah, it's spring there, so. So, hey, yeah. Things will be rolling to blossom in the southern hemisphere. Yep, Australians yeah. listening. And and rainstorms around Las Vegas filling up that Lake Mead. We're oh, are they now? Lake They're Mead. refilling it? Yeah. Oh, covering up all those corpses. It's been, it's yeah. Been, yeah, for real. <laughs> it's been, it's a certain, certain organized crime individuals taking a, a sigh of relief. It's a nice deal Maybe right there. Did they find Jimmy Hoffa yet? Uh, who, I who think knows? he might be a little decomposed at this point. Well, they're looking, though. They're, they keep looking for him, so that's good. Actually, <laughs> one, let's see. Do we have any Australians who would listen to the show? I'll go over the past month. I would assume. Last 30 days. We can see where everyone so did it from. That's crazy that you can tell where everybody's listening. Yeah, it's not like the old days, that's for sure. Well, there are only a couple of places, and those are because of death to America. In the past 13, or 30 days, we have had 13 downloads from Australia. There's someone in Queensland 13? who is Woo-hoo. okay-ish about the show. Well, we were off for a week. Oh, that's true. So it's all just about every day. It's every day, yeah. So Except there's some uh, 
Some guy in Queensland who's listening, apparently. We like it. Former American, former Minnesotan, or whatever. Potentially. That makes sense to me. We do have Timmy Lammers coming up in about five, six minutes. So what's, what else in the news? Everything else big? Oh, P and D Rock has passed. P and D is a P and D. What? P and D Rock. What are we talking? The rapper about? that was shot in um, oh, yeah. L.A. yesterday, P&D shot at uh, Roscoe's Why? Chicken and Waffles. P and P and B. P and B. P and B. Peanut butter and belly. P and B. P and B. For two streets that he grew up on. P&B Rock. I thought it was P&D, P&B. He, uh, uh, I didn't want to confuse it with the P&B Bank. So sure. They, he, uh, he was, he, ostensibly, uh, someone came in to the Roscoe's knowing that he was there with guns, demanding his jewelry. Apparently, they, it, he didn't get their jewelry quick enough, so they shot him. Or wow. this may be a, this may be a, this may represent part of a uh, rapper war going on in L.A. because another rapper was shot three weeks ago outside another little restaurant or whatnot. So I feel like that's got to be the number one cause of death for rappers. Oh, being murdered? <laughs> being shot? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I think so. That's terrible. Well, it is, it is terrible. These guys, these guys, you know, it may not be my style of music, but they entertain a lot of people. A lot of people get them enjoyment, inspiration from their music. And to see them be shooting each other, like, makes no sense. No, it doesn't. But once again, we're using skin color as a basis to judge all things, which is a horrible idea, which has always been a horrible idea. I think with rap, it's just more like that's the lifestyle they chose. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not just talking about the people that judge people uh, based on skin color alone, whether it's bad, whether it's good, whether it's it. Leave it. We're all the same. How about that? How about that action? Yeah. When are we going to accept something? like? Well, we're all the same, but people are still going to have preferences to Absolutely. who they hang out with. But you this know? whole idea that we're all the same and we can all just live together, we cannot all live together. It's just not possible, and it's not based on skin color. It's based on actions like this. That's right. You want to shoot people? Go move somewhere else. I don't yeah. want to live by you. Yeah, the people, the people that live on Highland, uh, Highland uh, in L.A., they're not going to hang out with me because they're conservative Jews. There you go. They just don't want to hang out with me because I'm not... I'm not going to synagogue with them. I'm not be spending time right. with them. Right, green cheeseburgers, mixing yeah. your meat and milk. That's right. So you it's know. there's there's You're working on Sundays. That's right. It's, Where there's, you cer- go? there's certain things that you know are just okay. I agree. Really okay, you know, and I'm not going to insert myself into their society, into their synagogue, because because oh, you shouldn't be by yourself. You shouldn't isolate yourself. It's, it, no. Just let people have some freedom and enjoy their life. I mean, when I was a kid, 90s, not that long ago, Protestants and Catholics, you know, half the time they didn't mix. Because I it's know. like, oh, the it's Catholics true. are, you know. The Catholics, uh, they they don't worship saints, but they venerate saints. Yeah. Which Protestants see as idolatry. And then, of course, Catholics think that the uh, Protestants aren't paying tribute to the saints, even though they deserve it. And It's all about the saints, it seems. Yeah, it is. There's no question about that. Look, I, I just, like I said, can we just, well, I'll use an example of where I grew up. Uh, from Lindale to about, well, I don't know, Emerson, something like that, or the river to Lindale, the river to Emerson was pretty much Catholics. There were, other, there were some Protestants there, but not too many. And then it was, uh, there were black people from about Emerson, nah, I'd say Lindale, over to Penn Avenue, and then Penn Avenue West was all Jews. So you had a lot of violent crime in the Catholic and black areas, and the and west of Penn Avenue, it was organized crime. 
And that's just a fact. They were all criminal, not everybody, but the neighborhood, all three of them had criminals in them, but they were different kinds of criminals. Instead of calling it violent crime, Tom, would you please use the word disorganized crime? Yeah, disorganized, exactly. <laughs> disorganized. Look, there are people that I grew up with. Well, I, t- I tell a story, and I don't name the names and all the rest of it. Checking with some friends several years ago, they said, hey, how's blah, 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 and his best buddy? Oh, you didn't hear about that, huh? I said, yeah, what's that? said they were walking across the Broadway Bridge in the Mississippi River. They got into an argument. One of them knocked the other out. When his head hit the grate, he thought he had killed him, picked him up and threw him in the river. These are, guys are friends now. Hmm. Picked him up and threw him in the river. He wasn't dead, so he drowned. So if you think we can all live together, you're crazy. Yeah. You're nuts. It's not possible. You need to have one set of laws and order yeah, yeah, and that's all there is to it. That's right. Once and, and everybody should obey, and don't and, treat better people better or worse by their skin color, right? Or their religious beliefs, or their religious beliefs, or their exactly. background, or yep. their ethnic background, or where they're just. Oh man, you know, just I don't know. I'm sorry, you know. Well, the, it's it, it makes you sick. I'm tired I, I, of it. I, I, yeah, I'm sick of it too. You people sit out there in whispering acres in your mansion, and you think you know how the average person lives every day? You have no idea what you're talking about. That's right. That's so the, they need the, to stop. Yep, need to stop because every every group, every group kind of has the same, really same motivation. They want to have a family, yep. be happy, have, have some sort of income, and raise some kids and get grandkids. I mean, yeah, that's exactly it. There's, there's, that's true, and that's a common thread to all cultures everywhere and no one wants to accept that or try to build on that i don't know what that's all about but uh, we just keep moving forward so all you can do is keep moving forward but stop buying all this bs that we're all the same we are not all the same and we never will be that's right just treat everybody the same you do what you can do for your part and then shut up <laughs> and right? shut up yeah do what your part and if you see something good in another group yeah that i think you know maybe you adopt that into your life into your group that's fine you accept other people's cultures, all the rest of it. But the fact that th- 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 these people think they, they – you have no cl- – like, I don't know what it's like to live in a $27 million mansion in nope. uh, Edgartown, uh, Martha's Vineyard. And nor do I know how someone grows up in Compton. Yeah. We don't know. We weren't I there. Know. Did Tim Lammers ever grow up and call in on time? Uh, he's got two minutes. Still got two minutes oh, to grow up. Yep. You're pressing buttons over there, Andy. I thought that you maybe we were on our That's what I thought. On, the, on our way. Not quite yet. It all works out in the end is all I know. We've got to talk to Timmy about a couple of different things. We should. Uh, and I see that we're not wearing black armbands for the Queen's death. And I'm, the Queen. I'm, I'm, I'm troubled by that. Did you hear about that guy that got arrested? Because he screamed out, Prince Andrew, you're a dirty piece of scum. And they arrested him for saying that? <laughs> yeah, that's the U.K. You can't. But yeah. he is a dirty piece of scum. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Sex well, you, with underage girls. Yeah, in the UK, especially when it's a royal event, you can't start problems in the There's crowd. There's zero. There is no free what? speech. No, in the it UK. doesn't matter what you say. Even if you're overly exuberant <laughs> about happiness, they're going to remove you. They just yeah. can't have it. They have it. gotten very totalitarian over the past decade. You're mm. too happy. Stop it. Well, <laughs> they just don't want people to get hurt. Oh, I, well, see I mean, they're, they're coming to people's houses and putting them away for things they said on Twitter. They it's are? pretty totalitarian. Oh yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Been doing oh, it for years. Lovely. Yep. I think you should put everybody who's even on Twitter in prison. What do you think? Let's start there. That would be helpful. Let's start there. I mean, prison might be a little bit, in, maybe an internment camp. Yeah, there you go. And just there do the go. internment camp. Thing. I have a question. 
because you guys might know more, a lot more about this than I do, but I saw today that there's still a chance that Elon Musk is going to buy Twitter. Did you know that? I haven't heard anything about it on Twitter. I haven't either. I, and I saw an article today that said they, they, the board wants to sell it to Elon Musk. I thought he was out of the deal. They wouldn't tell him how many bots they had. They wouldn't. 60%. They wouldn't tell him. Yeah, but he didn't get, like, the due diligence wasn't happening on Twitter's part. Right, right. Because they lied to everybody. Well, that is kind of one of the problems with gigantic corporations. Absolutely. Is they just do whatever they want, and because they're political donors, they get away with it. I heard that Microsoft was going to buy Twitter, like, years ago, but mm. then they backed out because they discovered that so many users were fake that there's no value there. Right. Yeah, how do you value something when you can't have exactly. due diligence? Couldn't agree more. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. Like I said, I've been on social media now, I think, in nine years. I got off social media when I stopped drinking. Yeah, it's been nine years. Yeah, yeah you, you on Twitter was a very <laughs> bad idea. It was a bad plan. You, you, you stopped using the chemicals, and then you you had, you had the revelation that hey, I'm off this Twitter thing. Why was I ever on this? Well, yeah. basically, when I was on it, it was all I'll meet you in the parking lot in five minutes, tough guy. Yeah, a lot of Effenheimers were being slung around in, in the middle of the night. It was great. Just I'd wake up own. in the morning and I'd be. I think my husband's gone insane. <laughs> and she was right. This is I great. I understand oh. Tim likes to threaten people on Twitter. No. I'm all sure he does. All the time. All the time, baby. No, no. I, I keep my distance there. <clears throat> what happened? I'm coming in on the middle of this. What's oh, going we're just on? talking about that I haven't been on Twitter in nine years. The same exact time I stopped drinking because basically, and I got rid of my Twitter account. I think they invented I a new one or something. we've just gotten rid of your Facebook account, too, because yeah. you hadn't been on that in five years. No, that's, yeah. yeah, I think we deleted it even. Yeah. Good. Just get rid of it but, all. I don't have any interest. But didn't you get back on just when Elon took over? Yes, <laughs> for a couple of minutes. Yeah. Yeah, then, then, of course, that, who knows where the hell that stands. Exactly. They're going to force Precisely. him to buy it? Is that what's going on now? I don't think they can. You well, can't they, force not, somebody to buy something when you're not estate. doing your due diligence. It's it's a it's bi it's billions of dollars. You can't just yeah, yeah yeah. Well, honestly, part of me thinks that he this is all part of a large plan that he purposefully was screwing with these people. Yep. Right. Yep. You know, it's like he probably knew that the bots thing would give him an out. <laughs> Yeah, and, and to expose the whole bots thing was part of the plan, and, and really be. just put the turn up the heat on them. Yeah, which they really deserve. They need to the heat yep. turned up on them, right? So yeah, who knows? Couldn't agree more. I should mention Tim that uh, I'm never talking to you again. This is the last time I'm ever talking to you. Not again. Is this because now I caught you on the queue yesterday? You saw the king. You saw Elvis. Is that why you're not talking to me? No, I saw oh. the last episode of Aftermath, Afterlife. Oh. I'm never talking to you again. You made me tear up, you pill. Well, I I gave you plenty of warning. Now, uh, <laughs> yes, you did. I you know I kept pleading. I said you have, and, and I know you and Catherine were kind of like, oh. you know, pacing yourselves to get there. Yes, yes. And I don't know if I'm. If I overhyped it and saying the best no. uh, finale ever, I no, seen. you didn't. It is. It is. It is. And then it's just not that last scene. That last scene is a complete gut punch. No. But it's just so many times during that episode, all the resolve that he had with different characters and 
you know, it might have started with that woman that he sat with on the bench loved all her. the time. Loved her. And her thoughts about angels on earth and all yep. that. That was yep. one of the deals. Uh, there was the resolve with um, uh, with the kids. Remember, he went to the uh, kids' cancer mm-hmm. treatment center. Yep. Uh, Holy God. I know. Yeah. I mean, that, that's only two of the, I don't know, there are other resolves in there. It's like everything, all those little stories wrapped up. So it wasn't just one big deal at the end. That whole episode oh. will leave you in a mess. Well, I it wish they would have done a... something with his adopted grandfather. Yeah, <laughs> that was pretty cool. <laughs> he adopted a grandfather because the guy thought, aren't you my son? And he went, no, I'm not your son. About three times, yes, I'm your son. And then he just sit with him like he, he was in the same room as his father was in, and he would just go and sit with him. My favorite, and what you were talking about, Tim, that scene... And to let people know, Afterlife is about a man whose wife dies, and at first he considers killing himself because he doesn't want to live without his lovely wife, this wonderful relationship that they had. That's what it's all about. And that scene at the very end where he's walking his dog, and she appears next to him and holds his hand, walks about probably two, three hundred steps, and then disappears again. I hated you, Tim. I hated well, you for a point. Well, that... even worse, his dog disappears. His yeah, dog his dog disappears, disappears <laughs> too. I mean, but really, can you think of a more perfect ending oh, for that great. series? It was great. The guy is brilliant. He and, is. of course, last night, I'll point it out, it's who cares at this point. But the Emmys, they totally, totally um, snubbed the guy of course because they, they can't take they can't take the fact that he calls them out yep mm-hmm. you're right but there's you're no right. way you can tell me that that series oh would have just if they would have had the balls to nominate it yep across the board for everything it would have cleaned up but no Terrific. no that that's your little hollywood uh, you know your hurt feelings and the politics your little cult. and all that crap yeah. you know yeah you don't need that in fact, you know what? I am going to tweet something. I'm going to tweet uh, uh, that, okay, you really, truly missed the boat on the best last night, which you didn't nominate, and it was that show. Yep. Because it's the truth. It, it, it's, uh, you know, Ricky Gervais says what he wants, but they, they forget the fact that everybody says, oh, separate the artist from the art and all that. That's their big argument all the time when somebody supposedly does bad in Hollywood. Ricky isn't doing bad. He's just calling them out and making yep. fun yeah. of them, yep. and they can't take it. Yeah, he hasn't done anything, you know, offensive no. other than just say, you know, you're a bunch of smug jerks. Or which calling is everybody wrong. the C-word. Well, Every yeah. other phrase. He is a, he's a British man. <laughs> exactly. And then I have to point out, too, I mean, this isn't too big of a spoiler, but they bring back characters from previous episodes, oh. and, and there was that one guy that he was a big, larger man, the bald man with a, yes. a, a cane. Oh. And he said something about passing the time by bringing out Harry, the five-fingered spider. Yes. yes. <laughs> exactly. And you'll know what he was talking about. If you see it, you'll know what he's talking about. I'm not going to describe it. But, what? oh, my God, it's so funny. It is. It's. It was a brilliant show. We started watching Derek now because we did, we've got a season and a half left yeah, of Derek. Yeah, that was 2015? Yeah. God. I never even heard of it. Same well, people then, are in it. Same people. Yeah, yeah. And life's too short, which is with Warwick Davis, who is a, a dwarf actor. He was Willow. He played. He was in Star Wars and all that kind of stuff. He represents him and Stephen Merchant's characters represent uh, this guy, Warwick Davis. 
Um, and then you get more celebrity cameos. But again, Stephen Merchant's brilliant as well. Uh, those guys yes. created The Office together. Yep. Um, so there are a lot of great shows that he did. And then extras, which I'm sure you've seen. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, yep. But uh, God, the guy is so brilliant. And then after Derek, also on Netflix, his latest comedy special called Supernature. You think Chappelle pushed the envelope? Holy God, you, you, you will not believe the things that he says here. Uh, and, of course, people were pissed off right away, not surprisingly. But, man, does he go there. It's unbelievable how he just breaks all of the rules and, and doesn't care. He just doesn't care, and I love it. Do you think we'll ever get to a point where we can start laughing at things again? There was a thing on Derek that I thought was hilarious and I will say what it was, but have an understanding. Uh, as we were just talking about where I grew up in North Minneapolis. I would hear from some of my black friends, man, you white people all look the same. I, I didn't know it was you because you all look the same. <laughs> white people say that about black people. Then you got the Spanish people coming along and everybody, man, you all look alike. What the hell is it? There was a joke on Derek and people got offended by it. And it's not offensive at all because everybody says it about everybody else. This guy goes, what did the man say to the horse? Why the long face? <laughs> and then one of the characters says, what did the man say to the Chinese people? Why the same face? <laughs> oh, my God. And it's funny because it's said about everybody. Buddy Hackett did the, why did, what did the man say to the horse? He, that's yeah, his joke. That's his joke is Buddy Hackett. But it's said about white people, black people, Asian people, Spanish people. It's said over, it's been my whole life I've heard that. And it, the way he delivered it was brilliant. And if you're offended by that, you've never left your house. Yeah. You know? Well, that show, again, did you say 2015, 2016? Yeah. Yep. You know, at some point when people are looking for ammunition, because you got to remember these key, keyboard warriors or whatever the hell they want to call themselves, they don't have anything else to do but to try to dig up stuff. So at some point, yeah. you know, when they're looking for more ammunition, and, and, and here's, here's a word for any of you, and, and I doubt that any of those sorts of people listen to this podcast because people that listen to this podcast are smart and know common sense. Love it. <laughs> Love it. But if, 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 if anybody, if any of you keyboard, keyboard warriors listen to this sort of stuff, you get a life, man. Because that's all they do is they, they, they dig to try to cancel. That's all they do. They want to destroy lives. You they know? do. Yeah, you're right. They're hate, very hateful people. Well, we don't know how much of this cancellation is bots. That's true, too. It could be one person sending a out lot of bots. controlling. I don't know. And how do you – can you run a bot on uh, Twitter? Can you just send one out? Yeah, there's all, there's entire oh, yeah, you can there's hire entire them. marketing oh, you companies. Hire them? You can't. You buy, yeah, you yes. buy them. There's a marketing company. Tell them companies. what to say. Yep. Yeah, that do this. Huh. Yeah, well, there we go. Now we're circling back to Elon Musk, that very point. Yeah. But right? I guess my question is not so much you hire them, but can you program one yourself and have your I, own? I mean, how do you, they make oh, yeah. them somehow? Yeah, there's a Twitter API. You can make a bot, no problem. Oh, and really? Run it out. Jesus. Zero effort. That's amazing. I'm going to start doing that. So Gervais, <laughs> again, Ricky Gervais uh, deserves all of the praise he gets. I think he's going to be going back on the road. Hopefully, he comes to Minneapolis because, my God, what a funny man he is. That would what be a brilliant, great. brilliant comedian. And, and again, I mean, it just shows you how much range this guy has. 
I mean, whoever thought that a guy like that would ever come up with a show like Afterlife? Right. You know, it's just such brilliant work. Um, and 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 again, I I, I'm think, I you know mentioned those three areas from that finale. There were other things too. It just it just wrapped up so nicely. I I've never seen a series uh, as complete as as Afterlife was. I what, couldn't what agree show. more. <clears throat> Wonderful. Show. What is his deal with nursing homes? Or <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's big on nursing homes. He is. Derek right. Derek was shot in a in, in a, a care home. in a care home. A care home. Yeah. Yeah, and then Afterlife is well, it's not shot in it, but it has a lot to do with the show. The 2016, they have this retirement home, and everybody in the retirement home is white, right? Mm, everybody. There's one black lady. Is there one black lady? I think so. So what do they do? They hire a rapper to come in and rap to the old people at the <laughs> retirement home. And he, of course, is he's a very handsome young man. You know, oh, sure. And he, he wants to rap and all he's that. He's doing community service. He's doing community service because mm-hmm. he was arrested. <laughs> so he's That's doing community terrible. service. But at the end, everybody likes everybody else. Everybody comes together. Even though they didn't like one another at first, oh, you white people are horrible, and oh, yeah, black people. At the end, they all come together and go, you know what? This was a great experience. I thought it was wonderful. Yeah, it was. It was very nice. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Teaser, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Hello, I'm Brad Huckle, President at North American Banking Company. And I'm Mike Bilski, CEO at North American Banking Company. As a community bank based right here in the Twin Cities, we believe in taking the time to get to know our customers and their businesses. And part of that is hiring and cultivating a team of experienced lenders. When your business banks with us, you're not training in a new inexperienced banker. In fact, our bankers have worked with many of the same customers for years, earning their trust. We get to know you and your business, and you get to know and rely upon us. When your business is looking to capitalize on an opportunity or solve a problem, we'll be here to help you. Tom here. I know Brad and Mike, and I trust that with my banking, they've personally delivered on everything they've just said. So why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. There is a, a movie that he did, too. I don't know if you've ever seen it. I put this on your Gervais list of things to watch. Whoa, yeah. uh, it's from 2009 called Ghost Town, where mm. um, he's a dentist and he sees the ghost of this woman um, that's a patient of his. He falls in love with her, and then he has to deal with the ghost of the widow. 
Uh, Greg Kinnear is in it. Tia Leone is in it. So do you recall seeing this or not? Billy no. Campbell. Is it another so. great actor. Oh, it's a great movie. Okay. And, and the ending, well, it's another one of those gut punches. Uh, you know, he, he really knows how he's very funny, but he really knows how to weave in the poignancy yes. and just really get you sobbing at the end of these these shows or movies. So, yeah, it's called Ghost Town. So put that one on your list as well. Um, but wow, what what a brilliant man. What a brilliant guy. Another so, thing I loved about it, Tim, there's a scene at that in that last episode. They're all at the park having a good time. And these two kind of thuggy guys come along, oh, yes. and they're going to try to pick on everybody. Ends up a couple of nerds beat the piss out of them. It's wonderful to watch. I just love that yeah. the, the nerds beat them up. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. It was yeah. Terrific. And, and then there's the one office worker who can't find love. Oh. That was sad. The 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 happy the laughter yoga deal. Yes. Yeah. I mean, sad. Kicked her, kicked oh her out God. of class. Yeah, they kicked her. Yeah, wasn't that cold? Oh, that was terrible. Not very yogic, I might say. <laughs> Not very yogic. You're kind of bringing uh, down the, the mood here. Can you? You're, we're going to have to ask you to leave. <laughs> oh, man. So, yeah, yeah. I think maybe, yeah. It, I don't want to pick out any particular scene out of that last episode because they're all great. They're all great, and they all add up to that wonderful ending. That so. wonderful ending. That is one just sweet ending. I thought it was terrific. Yeah. So I noted that uh, Greg Kinnear is in Ghost Town. Of course, uh, I've only talked with Tommy about this, Catherine, but uh, did you, well, how, how did you enjoy Blackbird with uh, Greg Kinnear and, and uh, Paul Walter Hauser? Who, uh, well, we're only on what, episode three, three. maybe? Yeah. Three. Oh, oh, you still, oh, you're still at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're, yes. uh, yeah we haven't he, been, we're, we're trying not to binge watch anything because, you know, there, there was, there was no new shows coming on that we wanted to watch for a while. So, yeah. and we finished up some series. We, I think, only have a couple of Bosch legacies left, or we one. one. Okay. We have one left. That's it. And we one finished. Uh, what else did we finish up? We finished up something else. A bunch of stuff. Yeah. Well, we did. did you? How far did you get along with Cobra Kai? We're in season four now. Okay, season five is new. Right. We just started right. last Friday. Uh, it's up there with the best. And oh. my favorite season was season three, just because it brought back um, some uh, the love interests, uh, Elizabeth Shue uh, oh, and right, yeah. Tamlin Tomita from Karate Kid 2. Uh, Elizabeth Shue was in the first one. Right. I just love that nostalgia about that season. And I would say five is right up there with three. Okay. Because I, I watched the whole thing. Um, and uh, it's, it's you're going to love it. All I can say is you're going to love show. it. It's a great show. Yeah, well, you're you're pacing this right then, because if you're on four, you can get right to five. We've the rest of us we watched four a year ago and have had to wait. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, that the timing is perfect. But uh, I think you'll find anybody who hasn't seen the show, you're going to get into it. The episodes are only a half hour apiece, much like Afterlife. They just whiz right. They sure by. do. That's they why do. they're so easy to binge watch. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So you really do have to be disciplined. I'm amazed that uh, you you stretched out Afterlife as long as you did because uh, we couldn't stop it. watching it. Loved it. Every episode I thought was great. And by the way, it's stuck in my head, so I'll get this out of the way quickly. I'm going to go back to uh, Blackbird quickly. <laughs> that guy, when he's, he's talking to, I believe, Greg Kinnear. I think that's right. I think. 
And they said, he just goes, well, how, how do you how do you do that? Because this guy killed how many women? 27? Yeah. Okay. Something like that. Killed yeah. like 27 women. He goes, how do you do something like that? And he goes, well. And by the way, this guy is a big guy. He's very tall, very broad. He probably weighs over 300 pounds. He's a very big guy. And he goes like this. Well, I got to tell you something, though. After I killed her, I folded up her clothes in a nice, neat pile. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, makes yeah. up for it. Like, the oh actor, I, I cannot praise this guy enough. His yes. name is Paul Walter Hauser. Yep. If you saw I, Tanya, again, he has this penchant for playing dimwits. He's a dimwit accomplice in that. He's a, he's a dimwit. I'm trying to think what else he's a dimwit in. Oh, Cruella. But he's also oh, a sure. drifter. Um, he's actually in Cobra Kai, if you remember. What? He doesn't... He, he he pops up now and again in Cobra Kai. His he he joins Cobra Kai, the bad karate dojo. Oh and, yeah, you know, he's one of yeah. these nerds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He, he's about ten years older than everybody else, and he calls himself Stingray. That's right. <laughs> Stingray. I forgot about that. I didn't realize that was him. Yeah, and then and then Richard Jewell. I mean, he is such of a terrific actor. That's right. That um, you have to see him in blackbird and again this is a sort of series i don't know if it was if it came out soon enough this year to qualify but if that guy isn't nominated next year for an emmy hey, forget it i mean they've already proven they're a joke by uh, snubbing ricky gervais but really get your heads out and and uh, nominate him for blackbird because he is so freaking creepy he in is. that show he really is very enjoyable show to watch however <laughs> you guys talking about Afterlife made me start laughing about that. You, know, you were talking about that the big guy that and the spider, the five fingered spider. Yeah. And when they introduce him, he's standing next to a, a poop dog poop depository sort of right. bin. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and and Ricky says, "How can you stand to stand next to that?" And he said, "Oh, I thought it was me." <laughs> <laughs> he gets the greatest actors in that show. He does. And why? Why are they great? Because they're like real people. Yeah. I mean, these are complete oddballs that he gets, and they're they're like us, you know. They're just real people, you know. Um, and 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 it, I think maybe that's what pisses off Hollywood too. It's just he just does it his own way. He doesn't follow any Hollywood convention. He doesn't cast certain people in roles because he knows he's going to get ratings or you know sell tickets if it's a movie or whatever he does it his way and you know unfortunately for these hollywood dimwits they can't come to the party they're not invited he just you know screw you i'm gonna do this my way and and he, he gets a bunch of people that you've never seen or never heard of unless you've seen other ricky gervais shows because they're in all of those all other of them. shows yeah they are they're in all the other shows so who who Who's the? What's the production company? Is it his own company? Oh yeah, I mean okay. he writes, directs, uh, produces. He does and well stars. He does everything for Afterlife, and I think that's one of those um, one of those instances where it's really worked out for Netflix. You know that one thing that if if, if you've spoken with any um, directors or actors for that matter, uh, filmmakers, Netflix kind of just leaves them be. They'll hire names, and then they'll just let them do their thing. Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's no studio interference. It's just 
here, okay, here's your money. Go, go do your thing. Um, and, and, you know, that's worked out quite well for, for Ricky Gervais, because again, he can do whatever he wants, just like Dave Chappelle can pretty much do whatever he wants too. You know, <laughs> they, they, he's been called out on all of his specials, but Netflix is, is stood behind him, you know, Good. and, and I have to give him that. Um, you know, that, that company is kind of in trouble right now because they lost a bunch of subscribers. Yeah, they did. Their stock took a huge hit and, uh, they'll recover. Well, they you overspent know, but, like crazy. That was part of their problem. Well, here's the problem. You get you get The Rock, and it was a good movie, Red Notice with The Rock, Ryan Reynolds, and Gal Gadot all in the same picture. It costs $200 million. Again, at that some point, you're going to be paying for that. Yeah. You know, your, your price is going to go up. Now, they are going to start with commercials. But as far as I know, that will be a lower price tier. They're not going to screw us and say... Oh, if you're paying $15 now, that's going to be the bottom tier and you're going to get commercials and you'll have to pay 25 if you don't want commercials. They're not doing that. That was smart. So, you know, whatever we're getting now for the price we're paying now will stay the same. They'll go with, say, you know, a $10 a month thing with commercials or whatever. Other other um, uh, streaming services are already doing it. I mean, Hulu is doing yeah. it. Uh, Paramount Plus is doing it. Fox and not Fox. Um HBO Max started as a commercial-free platform, fourteen ninety-nine a month, uh, and then they added a cheaper deal with commercials. Right. So Netflix finally had to give in because, again, it's either pass the price on to the consumer or get advertisers involved. So it'll probably be by the end of the year that you're going to see commercial tiers coming into Netflix. Well, I've never understood why um, so many people wanted to jump in on the streaming bandwagon because all you're doing is diluting your pool of, of viewers. Yeah, and I think Netflix is finding that out, and, and so are other streaming platforms. And that's why Disney Plus, I should add, is also adding um, a commercial uh, option. You know, at first it was great for them during the pandemic. That was a boon because everybody was at home. They needed something to do. So all of a sudden, streaming took over the entertainment world for a good year, year and a half. I wouldn't say two years, but, you know, for a long time. And it was a big deal to have streaming. But now people are getting out again. They're starting to lose subscribers, you know, and, and they're trying to recoup costs. So they're jacking up subscription prices. And now they, they're forced to get creative. And they, unfortunately, the only way they can get creative at this point is to add uh, ad revenue into their model. Gee, which can you sucks. imagine if they would have gotten creative with adding more programming that people really had to watch? Then yeah. they, people would pay for it <laughs> if they had just done that. Yeah, but when they add, do ad revenue, then they're going to have the pressure from yep. advertisers yep. that are to censor and change things. Yep. So they're going to yeah. they're going to they're going to be under that aegis or that the sort of Damocles, if you would, that is going to oh well you know we don't like Dave Chappelle so maybe you shouldn't do Dave Chappelle anymore or we're going to pull our advertising. Yeah, exactly, Ralph. What a great point. I didn't even think about that, and unfortunately, no, I, I'm I'm afraid you're right. They are going to. You know, I I don't know. Hopefully, they're going to stick to their guns and be willing to take the hits, but. When they, they get that big ad money in, it's going to be a whole new ball game. Oh, they depends want, who's on the board. They want to recreate broadcast TV paradigm. 
That's they what they're trying do. to do. They want it right. to go back to they. Everybody wants broadcast TV again, and they're trying to recreate it in streaming services. And I, you know, and, okay, well, fine. Well, people are. I don't want to watch his advertising. Some of the stuff is, oh god, and the ads are awful. You can't even watch them. They're just so poorly done. I'm just wondering if the Emmy. <laughs> it's going to be interesting to see what the uh, uh, ratings are for Emmys last night. I'm they, sure they had the Emmys last night. Yes, I had no idea. Yeah, it was all streaming exactly. that won. I think what two broadcast shows took home some minor Emmys. Well, and the rest was all streaming, wasn't it? Uh, streaming or cable? You know, the thing is with cable, um, like in HBO, you know, it, it's hard to tell what is quote unquote an HBO show and what is an HBO Max. Because some of them stream both on HBO Max. So what's the difference? I guess you could say streaming. Hmm. Yeah, that, that's true. <clears throat> you know, if, effectively, it's going to end up on streaming. Uh, yeah, it's funny that there aren't any Succession ratings. Won best drama series. Yes. <clears throat> See, that's the whole thing, too. It's, it's kind of boring from the standpoint of you get these. And, and look. The Sopranos was dominant for a long time, too. There are just, you know, shows. There are great shows that are dominant. But it's where's the surprise? I mean, who cares? You're turning, tuning in to see Succession, which won last year. You know, the repeat winners year after year after year. Uh, you know, there's, it just doesn't seem to, you know, you won an Emmy. It's kind of like the Golden Globes. You know, they, 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 people just didn't take them that seriously when they were a thing. Now they're nothing because of their big controversies. But uh, it's like, who cares? It's the same shows winning every yeah, year. But who but cares? Some, same but, actors. But Ted Lasso, much. same guy. And I never got Ted Lasso, I by didn't the either. way. I didn't, I didn't think it was funny in the least. Well, I saw the trailer and I go, no. I mean, it made no sense to me. Right. But that's so much of those Emmys and so much of these awards are purchased to a certain extent. There's advertising yes. that goes out and, you know, there's pressure, financial pressure in one way or the other that forces these to be uh, nominated and to be uh, uh, chosen. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's a, it's a high school prom sort of thing or homecoming, you know, that sort of thing where it's popularity contest, really. Yeah, pretty much true. Andy, I have a question for you. Mm -hmm. Is this happening because people are getting dumber by the day? I don't think so. You don't think so? Because that show, Ted Lasso, is just really stupid, if you ask me. People who make TV shows are so worried about things that don't matter that they make garbage. Well, there you go. That's a well, good they're not worried about making a good TV show. They're my worried about... Oh, sorry, uh, Andy. Go ahead. They're worried about not offending anyone. They're worried about ticking all the check bo the check boxes, uh, that sort of thing. They're worried about you know their shareholders. And they're not worried <laughs> about what the audience actually wants to see, and that's why viewership is dropping across the board. And movies are non-existent now in theaters. No, movies are even no, worse. Not. It's even worse. Yeah, movies are even worse. Yeah, Who wants it, to go it's see a that? struggle to find. You know, the, but Ted Lasso, my first impression after watching the first couple episodes was, you know what, if this were on broadcast television, this would be gone in about a week. Yep, it's true. I thought it was that hokey, stupid. And then people, for some reason, I mean, they just came out in droves. They loved the thing. And the explanation was, you know what, it's a positive, feel-good show. It's about that, you know, and I, I get that. I think that's it's great. True. There's a lot of nihilism on TV right now, and it's yeah. gotten really old. It really has. 
But so I, I just never got it. And there I just have so many people that I know that love it. And, you know, whatever. Great. I'm, I'm all for positive, too, you know. But I just, you know, not for to, to for have it be nominated is one thing. But it wins all the time, too. I mean, this uh, who's the guy that stars in it? Sudeikis. Yeah, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah, he wins everything. It's just a really? He, he's, he's a fish out of water. He's a football coach that coaches a soccer team. And that's kind of the premise. And he just doesn't get it. At least maybe things have changed over the last few seasons. But obviously he's, he's a fish out of water. It's a fish out of water story. Yeah. All right. Boom. There you go. That's, that's your basic setup. And for some reason, it's just ridden the gravy train, man. Everybody loves it. So I guess that makes me negative, huh, Tommy? <laughs> no, I just literally, I tried to watch, because I like Jason Sudeikis. I don't have any problem with yeah. him at all. I watched a couple episodes, and I said, this is just stupid. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't get it. You know, and there are shows, there are actors, too, you know, where everybody shows them the love, and I'm sitting there thinking, what? What is it about this person? I'm not getting it. So, whatever, whatever. Is it, is it, but is Netflix pulling on an international audience, or uh, uh, they have... Anything else? Is it outside the U.S.? I don't. I just don't know where we're there. Yeah, it is. It is. It is an international audience, and and the thing that I like about Netflix too is that they really do introduce us to a lot of um, international productions, and sometimes that is as easy as bringing in bringing in a show from Great Britain that we, unless you had BBC America or whatever, you would never have known about it, and so you know I've really enjoyed some of the you know and they might actually be bbc productions that netflix buys the rights to to air here so um there was a sh- i'm trying to think there have been shows from other countries that i've watched yeah it's watching it, it all depends on whether you like watching captions or not i'm deaf so i pretty much watch everything with captions so it's not a big deal to me to watch a foreign language series or film if you're fascinated by aliens ghosts cryptid creatures like bigfoot then i have the show for you the paranormal 60 with dave schrader each week we investigate different claims of the supernatural bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms tune in pocket Casts, teaser amazon music audible podcast addict podchaser Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Tommy, do you guys read a lot of poetry on the queue? You mean like, there once was a man from Nantucket? No, more like T.S. Eliot. April is the cruelest month, breeding lilacs out of the dead land, mixing memory and desire, stirring dull roots with spring rain. Dougie, what's wrong? You a little sad? No, other than the weather, nothing's wrong. In fact, in the Walzer world, Coon Rapids and Burnsville finished number one and two in the state of Minnesota. J-Lo finally beat Dan Resch. Wow, that's pretty cool. Is it okay if I take all the credit? Well, I'd expect nothing less. Actually, we've got great inventory of some great vehicles, and these short-term leases are perfect for people who can't get the brands that they want. You told me about those. You can drive a new Nissan for as little as 18 months, and by then the chips will be aplenty. That's it exactly. We hope by then you'll be a Walzer Nissan convert. For great deals from the Minnesota sales leaders, go to Burnsville or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. 
How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. But I mean, I mean, are these shows like the Ted Lasco? That show is that being watched by international viewers, and oh, that's what's that's adding to the. You know, what's the demographic or what's the breakdown, the international breakdown of these audiences that that are watching this? I mean, I think that's you know, and, and Netflix, if they're getting international viewers, not necessarily American viewers, and viewers are viewers, and as long as they're paying for it, they don't care. Yeah, well, it's that's you know, and that's an Apple TV Plus show, and I do know that they don't near put in nearly as much money into their programming as netflix i mean you'll get a new show maybe one new show a week where netflix you get a couple dozen um and so yeah i don't know what kind of audience they have internationally but i would imagine it's a hit in britain because again his whole deal is he's relocated and he's in, in London or whatever. So maybe it's a hit over there. I, I really don't know what kind of international audience they have. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I like the cast. That's not the problem. The writing, I think, is just boring. Yeah, yeah. It's too just silly. It seems, it seems too broadcast, honestly. Yeah, yep. I and agree broadcast with that is severely limited now by what they can do and say. Now, I think they, they're, they're pushing it as much as they can at this point, but What's the big thing with NBC now dropping the third hour? I don't know if they've officially done it, but giving back the third hour of prime time to the locals. Yes. That tells you a lot. Yeah, I mean, it does. You mean the third hour late or early? Uh, the, like the 9 to 10 here. Oh, you're kidding me. Yeah, so they're giving that. Oh. So they're not even bothering trying to sell advertising for what used to be a prime time slot at nine o'clock. I'm trying to think of nine o'clock shows. Usually they're heavier fare. Yeah. They're hour long dramas, but they're giving it back to the, to the locals. So when you say that, I'm okay. Go ahead. Sorry. When you say that, does it, do you mean that those shows which are produced by NBC or CBS or ABC, those shows are going to be now only, they're going to be given to the network stations, and they no. just sell local advertising. Or you're going to have local TV from nine to ten. Local TV from nine to ten. God, God, that's amazing. Well, nothing's produced locally. No. Nothing. Well, they'll have their they'll 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 move up to the well. Look, Fox has been doing it for eons, but yeah, some of them they'll go with the nine o'clock news. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know that that's um, what other alternative do you have really? Yeah. That's well, a, you're right. There's no late night talk show that they can spin up. I mean, there's not. They have the midday talk shows uh, on on the local TV. But man, that's that is. I don't know. That's a weird deal. Man, that's, that's serious. It's a death knell. It's the death knell, really, for the for uh, national broadcast television. It really is. When you had a a network as dominant as NBC was at one point, remember uh, 
must-see TV. Oh, yeah. Seinfeld and Friends and all that sort of stuff. And now to give that hour back every single weeknight to the locals, that's pretty crazy. Now, the, I have to admit, the first time I've watched um, broadcast television came last Sunday when I hooked up the old digital antenna to watch the Vikings. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you go. It's been a year since I've done that. I, I how many people have cut the cord? I cut the cord. We have did. you guys cut the cord yet? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, like over well, a year we've, ago. We've, we've cut the cord to cable. I yeah, mean, to cable. To the cable yes. TV, but we haven't cut the cord because you can't cut the cord. Otherwise, you don't get programming. So you have to have that internet action. You have to have the pipe to get that stuff into you. Well, yeah. So you're still true. hooked up to the cable network. Although I just noticed today that we have we have uh, uh, we have MediaCom in our neighborhood. But there's markers out just on the street now. Uh-oh. Comcast is rolling in something. Some yep. pipes coming down our street. So they hopefully they're putting in fiber optic. And is we'll it be able yellow? To see. What, no, the, what do you mean? The, the mark, pipes. No, the, no, no, no. I'm sorry. No, the pipes aren't yellow. Is that what yellow. they're doing there? The I don't marks, know what they're doing. The, marks, the marks are in on. white, but they're just going to bore through. They'll bore through. They'll have that done in no time flat. They'll just pull the, they'll pull, they pull a pipe through. Then they pull the cable later. They pull the fiber optic cable later through okay. the pipe, just like they oh. did when they went underneath uh, from uh, in North Hollywood. No, in Burbank, they went from L.A. underneath the river, the L.A. River, over into uh, Burbank, and the, 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 this, this borer came out in, in front of um, Warner Brothers, and they put in, they pulled, they pulled a fiber optic pipe that was at least, oh, it might have been two feet in diameter. And they were putting a lot of cable. There was this huge pipe that they put, just this big plastic tube, put underneath the river, and they were going to bring fiber optic, you know, from the main areas over into Burbank and everything. It just went everywhere there. So, we'll see. Can't oh, yes. wait. Yeah, we, we, they love to see fiber optic. I mean, you want to see? You want to see this in, this uh, elevated volume in your internet access? And and competition is good. We've only had. Certain number of people then give you the certain they had a monopoly. Mediacom had a monopoly. Now it's not a monopoly; it's a duopoly. So maybe you get a little bit of pricing change. I don't know. And then with with uh, uh, Starlink, you know, there's a third one. There's an access there too. So, let's yeah, see. what does it cost us to watch TV a month now? About a thousand dollars. That's about it. You subscribed it. Every single thing you can subscribe mm-hmm. to. That's not true at all. Yeah, it is. Not in any way, shape, or form. <laughs> but that's work related. That's all work. Yeah, see, ostensibly, all I do is shoulder to the wheel. Oh, that's true. That's all I'm saying. You're Probably. you're an absolute saint for just the work that you do and the, and, the, and the weight that you carry. Yes, mm-hmm. no question. Yes. So, Thank Timmy, you. yes, sir. Anything else you got uh, coming down the pike that we don't know about yet? Well, uh, again, I think right now I'm just most excited for um, Cobra Kai season five. Right. I'm actually going to talk with Martin Cove this afternoon about the series now you talk with him and his daughter correct yeah he likes to be interviewed with his daughter he does yeah yeah this one's just going to be with him about the show um but uh man i'm telling you i I was just so surprised at how much fun this most current season is it is really really a blast so uh, movie-wise, you mentioned earlier, there's just not a lot going on right now. Yeah. When's the hey, next? Hey, I watched some movies on the plane. No, he's talking. Yeah, we're talking about in the theater, though. <laughs> hey, any, what's the next blockbuster? 
that that's you know right now there's there's a lot of buzz half of it positive half of it negative over uh this movie called don't worry darling which is uh directed by olivia wilde and there's this big to-do going on with her supposedly firing uh shia labeouf and shia said no you didn't blah 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 and there's there's been a lot of uh pissing and moaning going back and forth between some of the actors and Olivia Wilde, who, by the way, was married to Jason Sudeikis. Right. And uh, he served her papers for custody while she was presenting her movie at CinemaCon. (laughs) Somebody walked on stage. Do you remember hearing about that? Mm -mm. Uh, Well, it was a big deal because how the hell does somebody get on stage during this big industry event and walk up and hand her this oh, manila envelope? A, oh, that's a publicity stunt. That was a rearrange, and plus she knew this was coming. That, no, I, that was publicity stunt. Well, so, so now this publicity is turning into negative publicity because Shia, whether he got fired or quit, was replaced by Harry Styles, the big oh, One yeah. Direction singer. <clears throat> Um, and they apparently, allegedly, started fooling around while she was still married to Jason Sudeikis, and they were open about it on set. So now they're a couple. It's just like Hollywood gossip and, and, and the film industry colliding, you know. So that movie's supposedly coming out next week, although I haven't seen any screening information about that. But no, I mean, until we get into October or whatever, movies are going to pretty much be... You know, nothing going on. I mean, you'll have, I mean, you. what was the box office this week, Tom? I'm sure it was just it was nothing. pathetic again. It was nothing. Yeah, it's been pathetic for the yep. last few weeks. Like, you're talking six, seven million dollars for the top picture, which might have been a re-release. Spider-Man No Way Home was re-released over Labor Day weekend. <laughs> you know, that's how bad it's gotten. Uh. So... No, no, I, I don't know. So there's really no, well, no big uh, uh, movies on my horizon anyway. Not, not at least for the next couple of weeks. Well, can can theaters survive with uh, what three or four blockbusters a year? One, no, successful so. movies, successful movies. I don't think they can. I mean, look, they're already playing catalog um, titles. The the marquees aren't full yet. I mean, you might have your Top Gun Mavericks and your Thor and that sort of stuff coming out. But when you have these megaplexes that got, they have anywhere from 10 to 12 to 14 screens, there are not 14 screens full of new movies. You know, you have them playing Jaws, you have them playing Grease. Um, some, even though Top Gun Maverick has been out for how many months? Since May. Yeah. That's still playing. You're yep. forgetting so, Jurassic World Dominion. Yeah, yeah. There's that too. Did you see that? Did I, anybody see that? I saw it on the plane. Oh God! What did you think? As you can probably tell, I didn't think a lot. It was. Isn't a, it like it, not good? It was a. It was a. It was a Jurassic no, World. It's just more of the same. But it was it was good for an airplane? Because <laughs> I didn't have to really pay great attention. And every time I looked up, it was like, oh, there's Laura Dern from the original mm, right, one. Oh, there's right. so-and-so. The one thing that I, I couldn't get over was that um, guy that plays um, the mad scientist, Lewis Dodgson, Campbell Scott. 
He oh, said yeah, yeah, he yeah. reminded me of Dr. Fauci so much <laughs> I couldn't stop <laughs> thinking, oh my God, that's Fauci. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, there you go. But I mean, I mean you know, for an airplane movie, it was fine. <clears throat> but I'm looking. I'm. I'm just. There's a site I go on. Um, Joe from Louisville asked me. He showed me a site that had new releases, and I go on one that's called releases.com. If you ever want to find out what's coming up, they have everything on um, movies, streaming, broadcast, everything. And there, there are not any really big titles popping mm-hmm. out. How pathetic is that? Yeah, so, you know, they might tell you that, oh, theaters are back because of Tom Cruise's movie. Well, yeah, for three months, yeah, maybe. It helped. What, what happens for the other nine months? Because we all know now that we're getting into award season here in uh, a month, in October it starts, awards movies generally don't draw in the big crowds. You know, so. To why? um, Well, that's a good question. Why are they awards movies if they're not popular? I just don't know. Because they have to. It's a whole self-congratulatory sort of thing with Hollywood. They have to get together. I've said this before. They get together, and they consider you know that art comes before commerce for one day of the year, telling us how much smarter they are than we are, by saying, "Oh, this is what you should be watching." You know, all this sort of all these sorts of movies that make zip at the box office, but they're more artsy movies, yeah, so right? What, what so. did Andy say? They're, they're, they're wallowing in nihilism. Well, I mean, you're talking about Ted Lasso. It's like maybe people like it because unlike every other show, it's, you know, positive and funny and dumb. Right. Whereas now everything is like it. It's all very serious it's always got a message it's always very uh everything's a downer yeah i think people are just sick of it i know i am i can tell you what i'm excited for and i i know that it's only halfway through production but uh mayor of kingstown oh yeah yep is coming back for another season right and that's another kick-ass show i mean jeremy renner kick some serious ass in that show and that's i love that stuff well, he I is agree. the law isn't he baby no Every i think time, a, you're right you're absolutely right yeah so oh yeah here's one coming up the police my policeman with harry styles really now harry what? styles is our new movie star uh, uh, okay all right palomino I'm, we're going to yeah. talk to you thursday on the kq morning show Indeed you are. I'm watching a movie right now called See How They Run. It's a whodunit. Uh, one of the stars is Adrian Brody, so I think you're yeah. going to want to hear about it, Tommy. Well, I like Adrian yeah, Brody. Yeah, I like him. All righty. Uh, have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk next Tuesday. Thanks a lot, Timmy. See ya. Bye. If you're fascinated by aliens, ghosts, cryptid creatures like Bigfoot, then I have the show for you. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. Each week, we investigate different claims of the supernatural, bringing you the top guests and experts from around the world. Listen on all of your favorite podcast platforms. Tune in, Pocket Casts, Deezer, Amazon Music, Audible, Podcast Addict, Podchaser, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts. The Paranormal 60 with Dave Schrader. And we are back with Stretch's Picks. Who's winning this thing? The Kitties, the Pack, the Bears, or the Purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? 
I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SaberHeating.com. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. I met the folks from Shift Real Estate last year on our way to Key West and loved their story. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees because they list for a flat fee of $5,000, and that includes photos, MLS listing, online marketing, and the assistance of a full-time realtor. Tell Shift about your home, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more. Shift Real Estate, the common-sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com because life is expensive enough. Tim Lammers, ladies and gentlemen. And Kristen just joined. See, look at that. What about host timing? That's all I have to say. It's all you about are, you, honey. You are number one. More me now. You are That's number one the best. Uh, you know, all they're doing is picking on me over here at uh, the station. Uh, you know, the, the station. The podcast station site or whatever. The, the studio. That's there what I meant. we go. That's the, the word you're looking studio. for. Kristen Bird, how are you? Doing great. How are you? My family's picking on me, so I'm miserable. No, for him. They're now mean I'm to joining me. the fray. Now you're going to pick on me because you always do. I do. I do. It's nonstop. I had, I had a I had a question for Kristen. Oh, here we go. Because you like musicals. Did you watch Cyrano? I did not. Oh, good. <laughs> it was that bad, huh? I watched it. I always, when I'm, whenever I'm on an airplane, I always watch something I would never go to and I would never watch at home, because it's just like you know, I don't know. There's otherwise, I'm, I'll spend the entire time looking for a movie and I'll never find anything that I really want to watch. So I always watch something different than normal. And I so I watched Cyrano. It's so bad, I can't even describe it. Well, it grossed six million on a thirty million dollar budget. So Whoa! That should answer all of your uh, questions. You know, I like Peter Dinklage. I do too. I yeah. like him, but he yep. was just awful in it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, really? Well, I, I mean, have a stinker every once in a while. I, I mean, he's just—he's one of my favorite actors. I yeah, and, uh, I like him too. But everyone has at least one in their filmography. I just have a feeling it was more of a direction thing than anything. It just never gelled there was just no there was no good flow to it it just it was bad issues on the editing floor yeah and peter dinklage is not a great singer singer i I can't imagine that now it's a it's a musical it's a musical no thanks oh god that sounds he probably wanted to challenge himself and people are like (laughs) we can work on this we can studio mix it and then you know the truth comes out and you're like oh yeah well that's not a real musical kind of a thing has ever been is that ever been made into a musical on broadway yeah it was based on a stage production all right we got to do a reference point here is it as bad or worse than William Frawley pretending to be Santa singing Christmas carols on a New York street in a 1955 Bob Hope movie. No, I do that not know. That is so specific. That's yeah, it's very specific. <laughs> so specific, and I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, so. my God. You know, William Frawley played Fred Mertz on the Lucy, oh, oh, Desi oh, and Lucy okay. show. Okay, yeah. You ever heard him sing? No. Here's a little bit of <laughs> what he sounded like, a Fred. Silver bells, silver bells. <laughs> Christmas time in the city. <laughs> so there you go. There's 
There's Fred Mertz singing Christmas carols. It's like Barbara Streisand's Jingle Bells. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle bells. It's pretty obnoxious. It's so bad. It's terrible. He was singing with his scotch voice. Yeah, he's got whiskey voice. That's exactly right. So, Kristen, what have you been up to? Emmys. It was Emmys last night. So Yeah, we already complained about those. Yeah, I worked them last night, so I'm I'm dealing with the... Uh, it was a long day, and today's oh, going to be a long day just with mop-up yeah. coverage, and yeah. yeah. But, you know, honestly, it wasn't a bad show. I mean, it literally... It moved pretty quick for an award show, I have to say. Oh. Which I think is good. You know, they you... just kept on handing out the awards, kept the speeches moving, and on to the next. Is everybody happy with the outcome of the Emmys this year, or...? <clears throat> I think so. I think, you know, there are a lot of historic wins. So I think that that is exciting and unique. And I think that uh, we've talked about this before, but in terms of what television is getting right, that movies aren't, is that it's telling different stories. And because you're telling different stories, all types of people are getting nominated and all types of work is getting recognized. And I think that that um, is just being done better on the small screen versus the big screen. Yeah, well, I, you know, Kristen, you make a very good point because I love going to the movies. I love going to a movie theater, getting my popcorn, going sit down and watch a movie. I never go anymore because the movies suck. And that's exactly it. You know, I'm someone, too, who loves the ritual of going to the movies. Yep, I'm yep. someone who always stops at the snack bar. I, I spend yep. the money because I do like that ritual, but I will be honest I don't love what's showing. And mm -hmm. what is happening in TV, TV is able to tell all of these diverse stories. And, you know, when you talk about, and I think it's more interesting because you're telling things from, you know, an LGBTQ perspective. You're telling things from a black perspective. You're telling things from a woman's perspective now. But in order to make it happen at the movies, really the only things that are able to make money because it's so expensive to make a movie yeah. is a franchise, is a reboot. Even bothering to do like a cute rom-com, not worth it to put it on the big screen. You're going to throw it on Netflix. And so that's why there's – I read a really interesting article, and I should have bookmarked it because it's perfect for you to read, Tom, because it's a lot of what we talk about. Like we're so nostalgic for certain like rom-coms for the 90s yep. because they were you know on the big screen and they were so fabulous. Now they can just do them you know, on Netflix and they're one-offs. You watch them one week and you never watch them again. It's just – a different time and a dif different economics. Yeah, we ended up watching two Sandra Bullock movies when we yeah. were in Martha's Vineyard because it had <laughs> exactly. like some weird satellite or I don't even know what it was or if it was cable, Whoa. some terrible television system in the Airbnb terrible. that we had. And we ended up watching two Sandra Bullock movies. It's like she really does the same formula every single time. She does. And they, they work really well. And they, they work and, well, though. Yeah, yeah and she do. makes she makes a lot of money doing that. Mm -hmm. And you might as well. I mean, if you're going to sit there and you know want a vacation home and you know you have a cute rom com, go for it. <laughs> you know, it was kind of weird. I almost got thrown out of Massachusetts because I called the governor and said, "How did you ever let Kristen Burt live here?" <laughs> <laughs> I was there reform, probably. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there you go. Or, or did, you, or did, did, did you enjoy Boston? I cannot tell you how much we, both of us, Catherine and I, adored Boston, Martha's Vineyard, Edgartown, you know, all, all the, it was just one, every day was one, the weather sucked too, so we should have gone, ah, oh, the weather was terrible, we didn't like it. The weather sucked, but it cleared up for a few hours a day, not cleared up, but it stopped raining for a few hours a day. Mm -hmm. Two days was kind of nice out, but um, even though the 
weather was not good. I mean, you're there walking the Freedom Trail. One thing I will tell you about the Freedom Trail that I didn't know, and for people, do you know how long the Freedom Trail actually is? Is it a few miles or something? Yeah, I don't know the actual number. I don't know. I've never made it past I maybe six medallions. Two and a half miles. It's two and a half miles? Okay. Well, I never knew that on a two and a half mile trip that every 50 feet there'd be somebody else lighting up a joint. Holy God, there's a lot of pot smoking that's, on the Freedom that's Trail. Any, that's any citizen, yeah. any city in America yep, now. You're, you're going to the city, you're yeah. going to see scum. 30 years ago, I was walking around Manhattan, and I'm like, does everyone smoke in Keefe? Everywhere? Yep. Pretty much. Manhattan was always, you'd just like walk into a puff. Yeah. It's been like that forever. Just because we're so spread out, but New York City, I remember that. Kristen, you're not going to find happier people, nicer people. Everybody, and I'm talking about people in the street, people in the hotel, people in the, you know, Martha's Vineyard. Everybody was incredibly friendly, very, very nice. Hi, how's your day? How's it going? I, we loved it. Everything about it we and, loved. I know, and it's so funny because, you know, people on the East Coast, they've got such reputations for being so yes. snobby and so this and so that. And, and so we went to Boston. People are like, oh, did you have to have people from Boston? Ugh. You know, it's like, what? I they were the don't. greatest. Of course, no, New Englanders are really nice, honestly. Yep, I mean, they I are. think the one thing that maybe Midwesterners are thrown off by is that we are abrupt. Like, do you want to do that? No. I don't want to do that. Like, See, we're I gonna love tell that. you right off the I'm not gonna beat around the bush and like hem and haw. I'm like, I'm gonna tell you no, I don't wanna go there. I wanna do something else and let's find something that we can both agree on. And, and then you move on, you know, it's it's that kind of thing. Yeah, I agree. No, we we literally exactly what you're saying. The peep every single person we ran into was very nice, no jerks. Uh, nobody trying to scam us, hey you can I get some money or blah blah. We did it, take it one wonderful. gypsy cab. We did take a gypsy cab. That's true. And he wouldn't talk to us. The whole trip, he wouldn't talk to me. And then we get in and we're like, oh, there's not a meter. Uh, this <laughs> Had a taxi sign on top. And get out as quickly as possible. Well, he, said, he said 20 bucks. And we're like, okay. Uh, and I mean, it was, under the table. It was 20. Yeah. yeah, it was an actual, looked like a taxi cab. <laughs> But from I the added, outside, I didn't, even, one, it wasn't. <laughs> I didn't even know they still had gypsy caps. It had a sign on top that said taxi. I know. Those signs just they like do in New York taxi. City, too. Yeah. You can find them. In they York still City. do. They okay. warn you about them. Did you, were you able to drive up the coast, like, to New Hampshire and Maine? No. no, no we, we didn't did get not. that far. Right. We only had six the, the weather wasn't nice enough, either. No. Yeah, I was going to say, you should do that trip in the fall and just do oh. fall foliage. It's so beautiful. Up into Vermont. And... The thing is, is you can be in New Hampshire in 40 minutes mm-hmm. from Boston. Yes. So that's the yep. nice thing. It's it's fast. Well, they said that this year that the uh, leaves should not be that great because they have had a bad drought. They haven't had rain in two months or something like that. Yeah. So they're, so we got. they're they're thinking that there's it's not going to be a good fall. It's not going to be the pretty orange. For leaf and gold. peeping, yep. No, I'm telling you, we love the food, we love the people, we love the scenery. Uh, there, there, nothing went bad. We well, first of all, we stayed at the Fairmont at Copley Plaza, so fancy. That's oh, not a bad fancy. place to start. <clears throat> I will tell you that. Uh, I want to just go live in the uh, Boston Public Library. So oh pretty, right? So God, pretty. that place is gorgeous. Did you have lobster while you were there? Maybe. Uh, is the Pope Catholic? <laughs> of course we did. Just checking. Uh, I, I hate it when people are like, I hate lobster. I'm like, oh, you hate God. lobster? What's wrong with it's you? the best you. thing to eat. It I is know. so good. 
I'm yeah, we didn't you. know about the hot lobster rolls. It's the first time I ever. Fantastic. Yeah. Oh, you haven't had a Connecticut roll. That's a Connecticut <laughs> roll? Oh, okay. No. We so, didn't I've eaten you can lobster do, like, rolls. The cold lobster roll, or the Connecticut roll is like with warm butter. Yeah. And like warm lobster. Yep. Yes. Very delicious. And I prefer that, honestly, to. I don't like mayo, so that kind of like knocks me out of the right. cold lobster roll, but. Well, if you tell them to back off on it, it works out. But I, I will tell you honestly, and I don't mean to besmirch the seafood here in Minneapolis. It's just a bit different. The lobster in Boston is the best I've ever had, including New York and Philadelphia oh. and a lot I, of other. Well, I mean, we're catch it right there. almost as far from the ocean as you can get. Yeah. So yeah, there are. is that. So everything's frozen. But another well, thing. And people don't understand, like growing up, because we lived in Maine during the summer. So mm-hmm. we would have guests over every weekend and we would do lobsters and people were like, Wes, that's so, that's so fancy. I'm like, honestly, it's not. It's it, At the time, it was like $1.99 a pound. Oh, God. So, it's so cheap, you know, and you, you cook them yourselves and, you know, you do your own sort of clam bake at your house. But by the end of the summer, I'd be so tired of like clam bakes and lobster and steamers and all that stuff. I'd be like, mom, I just want a hot dog. <laughs> <laughs> and now I just like crave lobster all the time. And out here, you know, it's $60 for a really tiny lobster. So I'm so tired of Veuve Clicquot and lobster. Yeah. <laughs> when you're up in Maine, it, they sell lobsters on every corner because, you know, people are fishermen and they go out every yeah. morning and yeah. it's yep. just different. It's different. Yeah, we went to a lobster um, market. Uh, Manasha, Mano, Mananama, I don't know what the it name of like a little Nan- tiny Nan- town way far away. Nanamasha or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And he had just tons of lobsters in there and he was. Um, this guy was in there having this uh, gentleman who used to be a fisherman tell a story about the fact that he had to kill a shark. They had to kill a shark because every time he caught, what was it? It was some sort of giant fish, mm-hmm. a swordfish. Because sword back fish. in those days, swordfish were really popular, and they were all over right, up there. Yep, right. And every time he caught a swordfish, this shark would come and take a bite out of his swordfish. <laughs> so he's like, i got to kill this thing because I can't sell a mm-hmm. fish with a giant chomp out right. of it from a shark. So they were showing the guy up on the crow's nest with the harpoon and all this stuff. Is like, oh my god, it, what, what a what a what a dangerous way to make a living. It is. Oh, yeah. It is. No, you're gonna love this one, Kristen. Oh, one more thing before we move off the food. I love shrimp cocktail, and if I I can order a shrimp t- cocktail in Minneapolis, St. Paul, I do. I love it. But I did notice in Boston, there's a little bit more firmness to the shrimp that you eat. Which really yeah, adds to the pleasure of been, eating it. Hadn't been it frozen. It's a snap to it. Yeah, it's a snap. Because exactly. it hasn't been frozen. God, it was delicious. Right. They're really fresh good. and they're so delicious. That my grandmother, when we would go over for holidays, she'd have like the big huge platter of like jumbo shrimp and oh my gosh. Oh. My <laughs> mouth is watering just thinking about it. Did you make it to Mike's bakery? No. No. You didn't get your cannoli. No, I'm not a big cannoli fan. Uh, I know, but they have other pastries. They're I know. So Good. Yeah. You have a cornet. Yeah, we were right by the um, what is it, the Palmer or the Parker House? The Parker origin- House. Oh yeah, with the Parker, Parker Rolls and the Boston Cream Pie. But I yeah, don't know. Ori- that's where it originated. Yep. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did, that was that's a culinary yeah, we, milestone. We just didn't do that stuff. I don't okay. know. We didn't come back with the Boston accent either. The Parker House. Oh no! Wait a minute. It's a chowder. We did come back with a Tony Baloney accent, though. Oh, my God. You should have seen this guy. He was hilarious. Nice Italian boy. He's wearing the bright red running suit that's got the, what, what is that We took a duck again? tour. 
Yeah, Doug oh, Bowie. Yeah, yeah. Amphibian. And his shtick was boat. Tony Baloney. Yeah. Hey, let me just <laughs> tell you something. And he's, he was good. He stood right in front of me and did it the whole time, so he'd constantly point at me and, and ask me a question. But he, honest to God, and I'm not exaggerating, he had on the, the what's that stuff, the velour? velour the yeah, the tracksuit. The red velour tracksuit oh, yeah. on. Hey, how's everybody the doing? Co- I'm Tony Baloney. The you gold probably, chains. Yeah, he had the gold chains, the whole deal. But he was phenomenal. For he three good. hours he talked, never shut up. No, never shut up. He was great. It was so, did you give but, him a good tip? Oh, God, yes. We Hardly tipped him well. Hardly anybody did, though. Yeah, we were... Might have been it's one of so, two people. I don't ever understand that when you have like a great tour, just I like a nice little tip. I know you don't have to give them a million dollars. Give them five no. bucks. No, I mean even if you like, yeah, five bucks, ten bucks, twenty bucks, Something. whatever. Yeah, people are super happy. Yeah. Yeah, we uh, look. You see that building over there? They asked me to come over there, and I said, Nah, I don't have time. That's Harvard. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, okay, okay, <laughs> Tony Baloney. What do you suppose the odds are as soon as he gets home, he starts talking like, hey, honey, I'm home. Yeah, well, you know it's There's not a single drop of ah in his mouth. Exactly. (laughs) He says the most generic American accent that there is. Nobody ever believes I'm from the Boston area. I mean, I don't have an accent. You haven't lived there in how long, though? But I never had one when I lived there either. Oh, no? My parents do, though. My parents are from Lowell and have a very strong Lowell accent. Oh, okay. Well, I think that if if you can get the R's down, you're fine. It's just their R's are so screwed up. They put R's at the end of words. And they do something with an A. It's kind of like a weird, it's not like a flat A, but it's like an ah. Like there's a lot of ah. Mm -hmm. Even though it's not an R, that's an (laughs) An ah. An ah is close. Well, no, but I'll tell you. Our family, for some reason, I don't know why, because Catherine doesn't, and I don't have a, a Minnesota accent. We do. It's I very do. slight, though. It is very I do, slight. especially if I'm around it. If I'm around oh, somebody, yeah, all of a sudden, I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what is wrong with me? Make it stop. Oh, yeah, I, you betcha. <laughs> you betcha. No, I don't do that. That's, that's the I, Nordic people. I say people. you know a lot. That's a Minnesota You thing. say pillow for pillow. No, I used to. And I you say decades ba- ago. bagel for bagel. I do bagel. say bagel. It drives me crazy. What's well, spelled? It's it not bagel. Because um, sort of comes out of the Midwest, too, is button. Like when you say it's a button. Lot of, I hate button. that. That button. button. Yeah, I that's do button. Yeah. Button. really that annoying. Well, that's an inner city thing, too, though. That mostly started. A button started in the middle, I in the inner button? city. Button. 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 Yeah, I, I, hear, I hear from people from Michigan a lot. Like the Yeah. Yep. When I used to work automotive, we would have a lot of people who lived in the Detroit area, and they'd always be like, and this button. And I'm like, mm-hmm. you mean button? <laughs> so I have a question. Am I the only guy that loves Boston, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, D.C.? You can go all the way down the East Coast. I love those people. I really do. They're open. I they're, do. They're, they're my people. What? Well, I had None for me, thanks. So friendly. I prefer the direct. Well, me too. Approach. But I don't know. It's like you New Yorkers them, border on sociopathy. Now, if you well, went their there, politics they are pretty crazy. There, but you know what I love, and from living in New York City, and I will always feel this: New Yorkers help each other, and it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, whatever. If you're in trouble, whether it's two a.m., seven a.m., or need help, there will be a New Yorker that will come to your rescue. That's wonderful. One hundred percent, and that will not happen in Los Angeles. I can guarantee that. Did I ever tell you my taxi driver, first day I was ever in New York, many, like, what, 35 years ago or something? I will never forget this. So I, I fly into LaGuardia, I get off the airplane, I hop in a taxi cab, and you know they got the medallion that has the, the driver's picture and his name on it, right? Yeah. 
So I get into the taxi. It's the first time I've ever been in New York, and like I said, it was a thousand years ago. But I get in the taxi, and I figured, eh, you know, I'll be friendly with the guy and all the rest of it. So I go, uh, his name was like Franco, something like that. I'll just say it was Fra- I think it was Franco, actually, to tell you the truth. So again, I look at the medallion, and I go, hey, Franco, how's your day going? And there's this long pause, and he goes, familiarity breeds contempt. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was fantastic. Familiarity. Yes, that's what it is. Welcome to New York. New York. Now, I, I seriously, honest to God, I, look, I love living in the Midwest with the family and all the rest of it. And I have great friends here. So, and I, Chicago is a magnificent town, no question about it. Uh, so I'm not saying it's the only place. But where I grew up, it was more like Boston, New York, Philadelphia than it was Minnesota. You know, it's totally different where I grew up in this state, you know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. For people who are more direct and, and things. Yeah, the, the directness, you know, it, it, you have to appreciate that and realize that people are being professional. They respect what they're doing and things like that. And they just want to get their job done. And they're not there to chit-chat and, ex- and to, you know, prolong the enjoyment of working. Right. So, so that's kind of what's going on. And if you can understand that. They're great, you know. We I remember going to the Carnegie Dell when it was when oh, it was open. When it was open, and uh, it, we ordered one of those corned beef sandwiches. You know, there. Oh, wow, God knows how much corned beef's on there. And we oh, said, can we, have, can we have two can we have two two pieces of rye bread? And the guy says, "What do you think you are? A soup kitchen?" <laughs> Either, yeah. The other time I went, I was I, I ordered something. I was standing a, I was standing in front of the counter, in front of the counter after my order, and I, uh, and, I and I ordered, and I, you know, my order didn't come. A couple people came in. I walked up to the counter and says, "Excuse me, I'd like to check on my order." He said, "Where you been?" I was standing in eyesight from this guy. Where God, you what a, been? Where you been? Oh, what a great I do place! Miss, I miss Carnegie Deli so much. Oh, it's, it's, oh, what a place! Oh, what a place! The best corned beef. Period. You would go in there, and Henny Youngman would be in there, just yeah. ripping on everybody. Henny Youngman for younger people. He was a stand-up comedian. Uh, used to be on the Ed Sullivan Show all the time, stuff like that. But uh, I mean, literally, the first time I was ever in a Carnegie, I was sitting there, and here comes Henny Youngman. I'm like, oh my God, that's Henny Youngman, right? As he's walking down the aisle to get to a table, because they were picnic tables basically yeah. at the Carnegie. He looks at one of the servers, and apparently they all knew him well because she reacted by, you know, giving the soft punch on the arm and walking away. He's going, hello, everybody. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? Hey, hey, honey, your tits are hanging out. So anyway, (laughs) I was like, what? In a a lunch counter type of place, a deli, he starts talking about women's breasts. I'm like, what the hell's wrong with you? He was was the king of one-liners, the king of one-liners. God, he was great. (laughs) He was so terrific. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's... That's why it does piss me off. Oh, America sucks. America's a terrible place. It's totally different. They act like all Americans are the same, and we are not all the same. There are Northerners, Southerners, East Coast, West Coast. They're, they're, you know, they're, I've run into great people everywhere I've ever been. I don't understand how these people can just, ah, oh, it's a terrible place. No, it's not a terrible place. It's a wonderful place. It really is. A lot of people want to come here. I mean, I you can't deny that. A lot of people want to come here because it's such a great place to be. That's what I like. What do you think, Kristen? I think it's pretty darn good. I think we're pretty fortunate, don't you think? I do. I absolutely do. And we every just calm down. Everything will be cool. You know. Oh, do you have to go? I have to go in seven minutes. In seven. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure that you didn't have to go at like ten because last week I think you were on for like two minutes or something. Then you had to go. Uh, no, we weren't here last week. 
I know that's why you're only in two minutes. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you're said, all right, all right, you're not there, so never mind. But no, I, after getting out and mixing it up and all the rest of it, uh, I oh, one thing I got to tell you because Catherine had to leave early today. We can talk now. When I book stuff. I have this horrible habit, and I think it was because I, I was on an expense account for so many years at Capitol Records and all the rest of it, that I never check the price of anything. I just book it, and whatever it is is what it is, and, you know, whatever, right? So I say to Catherine, hey, I'm about to book this thing. I got everything all picked up. I got it all teed up and ready to go. Uh, it's a, a suite at the Harbor House in, uh, in Edgerton, Edgertown, uh, Martha's Vineyard, Right. She goes, oh, no, don't worry about that. I already got, a, got us. I rented a house uh, right there uh, in, in uh, Vineyard, what is it, Vineyard, Vineyard Bluffs, I guess it is. So she said, I already booked a place, so you just go ahead and cancel it. And he, I said, well, I didn't really book it yet. She said, oh, okay, good. Well, you don't have to book it. I already rented a house for the entire five days. I went back, looked at it because I didn't check the price, and I got, I'm going to have to start doing this. It's a good thing we didn't get the suite because – for five days, the charge was thirty-five thousand dollars. I'm like, holy God! It was seven grand a day, and that was without tax, by the way. So it was actually probably more about like forty grand for wow. the five days. Man, wow! That's I couldn't. Man, I am so lucky that I that I didn't book that joint. You're talking to someone from LA. She's probably like, oh, so that's like an efficiency apartment. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's expensive. <laughs> I, I just, I, man, I, I, I am so. I'm sure it was wonderful, a, a beautiful view. It's very worth the seven thousand dollars. The high a day. season, that's what it is. Well, yes, that's, yeah, that's true too. Well, yeah. once the leaves start changing, that's when a lot of people go to that area. Yeah, they do. But I will tell you, I did not know this. During the summer, two hundred thousand people live in Martha's Vineyard. Two hundred thousand. In the winter, 17,000 people live there. 183,000 people leave. They just get out. I would totally buy that because uh, we lived in Cannabunkport, Maine. Oh, sure. It was, I mean, in the summer, it was bustling. And then literally, and my school went about a week later um, than, or maybe a week and a half later than public schools. And we would stay up there an extra week or two. And it was a ghost town. Yeah. Or we would go up around Christmas, ghost town. I think about the same thing with the Hamptons too. People, you know, swarm on it during the summer. Yep. And then come Labor Day, there's nobody around. Well, I mean, Maine in the winter has to be nothing but wind and snow. Um, by the beaches, there's not snow. It's just cold. You know, you get a lot of wind and things like that. You right. have to go inland to really get mm. the, the snow. Yeah, but what's cold though? I, it's you know what New England is not Minnesota cold. Yeah, that's the that. thing. No, it's yeah, not. that is the thing. And I, when I moved to Minnesota, people were like, "Oh, well, you're used to winter." I'm like, "Nope, this was a special kind of cold." Yeah. What's <laughs> yeah. what's like name a city on the coast that I could look up the climate of, like a bigger Boston. one. Boston's right on the coast. Well, I suppose yeah. That Boston's work. on an island, which by the way, when it started out was four the acres. Island. By the time they got done leveling the mountains that were on that island, it went from four acres to 44 acres. Wow. I mean, that's pretty damn impressive, don't the you think? The average high in December in Boston is 42. So that's pretty good. So calm that cold, calm down. <laughs> I would say fe- February is probably the coldest month for um, yes. New England. February, 39 high. That's still above freezing. Yeah. Still above yeah. freezing. If you're above freezing, it's not cold. 
Yeah. It does get down to 22 low in January, though. Oh, the mm. low is 22. Oh, that's bitter. So, so cold. about 35 below here? Yeah, that? that's, that is one thing. It's, yeah, unless you've lived in this area, you Special haven't kind of felt, cold. Yeah. you <laughs> haven't felt cold. Yet the humidity, you know, adds to that. I mean, that's, you know, the coldest I've ever been, really the coldest oh, I've ever true. been. Was on England? a roof? No, was on a roof at Redondo Beach in July Fourth. Really? That way, mm. it was cold. Man, a little breeze coming off that ocean. Ocean's cold. June gloom still floating around. Oh, was yeah, cold. the evaporative man, cooling is cold. effect. Yeah. No, not evaporative cooling. It was this fog that had this cold. Oh man, it just oh, was it cold? Oh, speaking of California that, California colds its own special too. Yeah, yeah, it is. How are you doing with the wildfires out on the West Coast? Because you don't have any in California where you live now, but, man, all the way up the coast, they, they got lots of fires. Yeah, central and, and northern California are really being hit. Right. And, you know, knock wood for us. I, I'm honestly a little bit surprised we haven't seen something. Um, we had a mild fire season last year, too. Mm-hmm. Two years ago it was really bad. Um, so I really I'm honestly keeping a, a cautious eye on it just because we are so dry right yeah. now. Yeah. Isn't yep. there a fire had, by Hemet? Yeah, Castaic. Castaic yeah. is where, yeah. So it's, um, but that, we haven't even seen any of the smoke come our way, which is interesting. Because oftentimes it can be in a different location, but the smoke will come in and just consume Los Angeles, and that hasn't happened. Oh, yeah, well, that's, that's happening. It's a little smoky here, not really, you wouldn't walk outside and notice it. But if you know that kind of thing is, is coming, because it all blows this way, obviously, with the, with the winds and all the rest of it, so it's a little it's a little hazy and smoky here right now, and it's because of the well, they go all the way up into Canada. Those wildfires are all the way from Central California all the way up into Canada. And they're expecting. They, I know I just read an article today, La Nina, which brings in like hot temperatures. They're saying in this area it's going to last through November, so we oh. can have very hot temperatures through yep. the fall. All right, sister. Now I know you got to go, but uh, it's always a place. But I will tell you, honest Scott, and I think the number one question is, spending, you know, a week with my, my wife just hanging out together was terrific. Come back. We see the family. That's magnificent. Saw these beautiful things. And whether it's, like I said, West Coast, East Coast, uh, the southern part of the United States, northern part, the Midwest, whatever, it's a great country with great people. And I don't want to hear anybody bitching about America for at least a week. Leave me alone. Right? Good luck. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk to you next week. Thank you. You bet. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, Kristen Burt, Timmy Lammers, of course. Any closing thoughts? Yeah, well, I'll tell you, I think that Kristen brought up an important She's point great. about going to the movies. Is that it, going to the movies is like going to a baseball game. Well, yeah, it's not the, all about the, the, the movie. The, the game is what? 50% of your entertainment. Yeah, that's about the right. other part is yeah. you know, getting the hot dog, getting the Cracker Jack, seeing who's around, talking mm-hmm. to people in the crowd. If you go on a reg, if you have a season ticket, the same people there all the time scoring the game. There's many pieces to be in there that are not the game. Yeah. That yeah, are true. enjoyment for people. And it's like going to the movies. And well, Melissa mentioned, so we're doing keto right now. Mm-hmm. So basically zero carbs. And she mentioned, oh, we should go to a movie. And the first thing I said was, well, we can't get popcorn. We can't get the bunch of crunch. So what's the point? Why go? Yep, exactly. Yeah, it's just just not not the same. Yeah. So it's it's a it's an experiential kind of thing that you know you just have lost and you've lost fifty percent of the entertainment because the movies aren't. It really awful. makes me sad because I just love going yeah. to a movie. Th- well, Michelle Mann's going to open the Adina Theater again in a couple of weeks, and I cannot wait to go. It's, I love that place. What's she going to open it with? Uh, I asked her to I asked her to open it with The Godfather, but I don't yeah. think I don't know if she's going to do it or not. 
I'll have to figure That'd it out. That'd be great. All right, we will talk to you tomorrow with the family. Yeah.